We got ourselves a hippie. Yeah, you reeled me in on that weird uh, fishing line with that, you know, that piece of cheese, Jim. That's just really uh, a little oh. tiny fish there on that line, you know. And then, that, then that damn hook was there. God damn it. Yeah, that hook with weed attached. Yeah, it had weed. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, then, you know, then I reeled me in, and damn it, back uh, on that hook for the podcast. Yeah, but what did you do today? Yeah, not a hell of a lot, just uh, semi-did the radio station in my head, but uh, I don't know, I got... Uh, and the pressure hit me a little bit, and I'm, and I'm, uh, and I'm just not, not in a functioning mode today. And, and, uh, it's like uh, the clocks in my head and everything in my head is kind of breaking down at the same time. My weird German brain, so it's kind of, uh, and I did that and hung out, like went outside, because I guess it's going to be the last day that it's going to be nice for a while, so... I like kind of uh, wanted to feel the sunshine a little bit before it starts raining, uh, getting colder in the next couple days. And uh, I can hear clearly now. The rain is gone. No, no, rain hasn't come yet. The rain's supposed to be coming either. I mean, I guess supposed to be coming Friday. So who knows? Yeah, it just so, rained here today. Bert, uh, is here. Are you searching your shit? No, no. I, I, I later found out that when the dude was talking about that shit, that uh, he never said he was going to do anything like that. So, I mean, but, you know, still probably does make sense to stay around in, in case something does happen. But, uh, Who knows? I'm not sure if some chick uh, squirted cum on my sleeping bag uh, two days ago and then squirted cum on my uh, chair the day yesterday, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Why do you think it was a chick? I don't know. I mean, it could be some weird dude pissing or something. And the other thing just smelled like water, so who knows if it's anything. <laughs> who knows? But, you know, it definitely doesn't smell like male cum, so it could be female cum. <laughs> Maybe old girl's pissing herself again. Who knows? But I didn't call yesterday because I overslept again. Yeah, that's all right. It was another another day free from having to do the podcast. But I did hear the whole uh, State of the Union and uh, the Republicans' response to it. And uh, both parties are out to fuck with us in different ways. So, so it's kind of like... Uh, It's kind of uh, 
Yeah, I was just feeling like both parties are out to fuck with us. And, uh, I mean, well, I'm really worried what's going to go on with the L.A. mayor's race. You know, who's going to be the mayor? Uh, we're having an election. And uh, I got, I'm kind of wondering if there are any people running for mayor that aren't going to try to uh, pass no camping laws for homeless people. Uh, and... Uh, like who would give us the most <laughs> freedom? So I don't know. Like a couple of people that are running are really fucked up. So I don't know. It, it's kind of. Uh, I'm just hoping that there's some candidates that are some candidate that's going to give us more freedom than a lot of these assholes that are running. Because we we. The people in power really want to fuck us over soon, I think, and, and I'm really worried about that. Like, but like all the progress that we made uh, in 2013, when the court decision came down that they couldn't uh, bus people for for camping on the street uh, until they built a certain amount of, of uh, housing or whatever. Uh, it's like all the all the good change that all the changes for the better that happened between 2013 and now. I think they're trying to reverse from hearing these what the people in power are talking about, and uh, it's uh, more sad. It's just sad. But uh, I woke up at 1:30 today, and. Uh, Watched some more of uh, this show called Legacies, which seems pretty demonic. Mm, cool. I'd probably love it then. <laughs> well, it's just like the first episode. Like, like, it literally starts off with like this priest doing an exorcism on what turns out to be a werewolf. And then the werewolf responds to it. Yeah, right on. Hey, that's you know what I'd like to do. And then a couple witches come in and blow the door open that was locked and save right them from the priest. Hey, hey, right on. Yeah, so that was a trip on the first episode. After that, you know, besides them speaking Latin all the time, but that's normal for a witch show or whatever. But, uh,. I mean, that's the way, like, the old Catholic rituals were all in Latin. You know, the exorcism rituals in Latin. Um, you know, like, in really a lot of stuff in politics was in Latin because it was a dead language. And, uh, I know, that's why they wrote a lot, and that's why a lot of the law shit's written in Latin, because it's a dead language. Yeah, I can read some Latin. Yeah, like, I don't know any Latin. <laughs> and like, Greek. Try to figure it out. Yeah, because the medical shit is all in Greek and uh, Latin. No, that's Latin too. That's yeah. Latin too. Yeah, but it's uh, Greek too. Okay. Yeah, I learned that when I was taking a medical terminology class. Uh, 
So like diarrhea, ass running, nausea, nose running. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then uh did a Zoom meeting at eight well seven thirty until about eight and then I went to the group meeting at the sober living. Mm-hmm. Which one of the dudes asked, like, Are you back? And I'm like, No. <laughs> Just coming to visit, you know, get a meeting in. Damn it, see, I knew you were a space alien. You're another visitor. <laughs> Did that. They didn't really talk about it much except for, like, uh, the reading, uh, which was about. What was that reading about? Uh, small, uh, small improvements, I think it was called. Like, what small improvements have you made in your recovery? Yeah, no, what do they consider small improvements? <laughs> uh, you know, some dudes are like, I got trust for my family back. Oh, okay. You know, stuff like that. You know, what are yeah, the okay. small victories you've made? Like, <laughs> People aren't, like, scared when I come over that I'm going to steal shit. <laughs> yeah. Stuff okay, like right that. On. And then... Uh, came back... Talked to the Mormon missionaries. Oh. Which, what'd, you, what'd you wind up... What'd you have to say to them? Or what did they have to say to you? Well, they were talking about we had a life before, like, where we lived with God and stuff like that, which I had never heard before. Okay, well, maybe that's, uh, that could be a good theory that uh, Joseph Smith came up with, like, a a pre-reincarnation type thing. Okay. And then they said something that went against the scripture of the Bible, which I was like, okay. Well, when this they is said why they, Christians consider them a cult. <laughs> okay, yeah, what, what, but what you... they said they don't believe in generational curses or sin. Um, okay, well, right on. I mean, I don't know. See, like, I'm... Because, like, when I was on acid, I had this thing of... <sighs> Like the the voice in my head was saying, uh, your family might try to get you to take communion so that they can break their generational curses. And I'm like, now I want to I want to make sure my the generational curses that are on the Cowarduck family are never broken. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, the dark side will always call to you. So no, I'm not going to go take communion with you guys as, as a family again at some point. You know, last time I took communion was way back and it probably would have been an unworthy communion because by that time I was already worshipping Lucifer, so it's like, 
that was way back in 2002. So. Yeah, and then uh, my mom so I was asked doing me it unworthily. <laughs> yeah, and then my mom asked me if she, uh, she could post my song to her social media. And my niece, she uh, put her my music on her social media. She's got like 3,000 followers, but I'm not expecting it to really go anywhere. But like she did show me that people were using my music in their TikTok videos. Okay, right on then. Yeah, and it's like they got it from like SoundCloud or something because like some of them I hadn't posted to TikTok. So I was like, how did they get there? I don't know, maybe some hackers hacking SoundCloud. And then... I mean, I have the cloud somewhere, somewhere on, I don't know, on one of my phones I had the cloud, but I don't know what to, I don't know, I never really used it, so... And then I went to a meeting again, like I just came back from it. We talked about boundaries and uh, not getting caught up with the personalities in the rooms, not coming up to your expectations. Okay, well, Lucifer has no boundaries. Yeah, but you gotta have boundaries with people. No, I don't. If 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 uh, if there's somebody who's an enemy and I want to fuck them over, then I can fuck over my enemies. But uh, who knows? So, like, if somebody wants all your food, you're gonna let no. them have. It. No, no, I'm not gonna let them do that. <laughs> then that's a boundary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember when I remember when Daryl crossed that one, and I caught him, and I started smacking his face, going, "Don't steal my food!" Kind of got to you. Got to have your boundaries. <laughs> talking to you. All right. Um, oh, I was just thinking uh, something I heard two days ago. Uh, the head of Russia, or no, head of Ukraine, or the head of Ukraine was saying uh, that they wanted uh, a bunch of countries to help uh, arm their, their country. And I'm like, you're already getting words. No, but using his words, you know, I don't want my country to arm your country. I want our country to make peace with Russia so that, in his words, so that death can win over life and so that darkness can win over light. Uh, Glory be to Lucifer. (laughs) Or glory be to you, Lucifer, to say his exact, the opposite of his exact words. (laughs) How does Lucifer win with peace with Russia? Because, I mean, if his goal is so that 
Lucifer wins because then, according to the head of Ukraine, uh, uh, death will win over life and darkness will win over light. <laughs> Wouldn't you want the war to continue so more people die? Um, if, if them, if our country's not arming them, we'll make it so that a bunch of Ukrainians will wind up dying, uh, because the rest of us decide we want peace with the two countries, and, and Russia still wants to, to build their stupid empire, and, and Ukraine is, and Ukraine's defeated, then what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, and then they're fucking up in Ohio. They're trying to get rid of uh, concealed carry. I don't know if it's gonna pass. Uh oh, where's the? Okay, let's let's yeah, where's yeah? Let, we should go into that. That that's that's something. Yeah, it's just something they're trying to pass in Ohio. Oh, that sucks. Well, let's hope it doesn't pass there because you guys got a freedom that we don't have in California. That uh, could help you, you know, fight your government if they decide to be as oppressive as Canada's. Yeah, but uh, we're going to do an hour of NPR and then move to Yahoo. Okay, so we're gonna do uh, National Pubic Radio. Well, okay, so let's see what what is National Pubic Radio or, or National. Petroleum radio have to say today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. Already. You know, that was the old when, when Timothy Leary had his, his computer uh, consciousness expanding computer program that was his new they had a I remember there was a computer radio show back in the 80s and they're like so is Timothy Leary's new slogan turn on tune in boot up <laughs> A Ukrainian man who enlisted after Russia's invasion gives an update a week later. Okay. Uh, let's, I mean, this is, like, really sick, because, like, news is covering so much about Ukraine that it's, like, there's so much things that I think we're not hearing about. But, yeah, let, let's go into into some of this somewhat. But, for, I don't know. we got to, like, at some point start not go so heavy on what's going on in Ukraine because just that's being covered to death on every media thing. But okay, let's let's uh, let's hear it. Vladimir Omelian is among thousands of Ukrainians who rushed to enlist after Russia invaded Ukraine last week. 
He said he's confident Ukraine will prevail despite facing Russia's much larger military. You know, they're, they're putting up a good fight. They lost one city, uh, but they haven't lost any others yet. And the, 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 uh, there's still a 40-mile-long convoy of uh, trying to get to uh, Kiev that's being blocked. And uh, I guess it's still being blocked, and they're doing a good job of trying to fight them so far. And a lot better, like Russia thought it was going to be an easy victory like when they took over Crimea. And it's not been such an easy victory for for Russia. I don't think they were expecting, like, the average citizen to take up arms. Mm -hmm. We are 100% sure that we'll win. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, No doubt about that, definitely. Ukraine military officials say their forces have managed to secure several notable victories against Russia's military. But they warn that the Russians seem to be adjusting their strategy. Russia is relying on the criminal tactics of long-range shelling of peaceful cities, Ukraine's defense minister, Oleksiy Reznikov, said in an update on the fight. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about them bombing, like, apartment buildings and stuff like that. And they're using bombs that are that are uh, against the U.S., uh, the Geneva Convention, against the Geneva Convention. They're using uh, cluster bombs and uh, vacuum bombs that are banned by the Geneva Convention. Omelian concurs with that assessment, but he said Russia's approach might backfire, saying it's provoking not only terror among citizens, but anger. They are trying to spread panic among the civilians, bombing them, but they get different response to such actions. He said, people are getting furious and people are ready to kill Russians, even civilians which never took any kind of gun in their hands. Right on. O'Malion was once Ukraine's infrastructure minister, but he's now positioned in Uh Kiev with Ukraine's territorial defense forces. He said that while Ukraine's military still needs more weapons and armor, it's having real successes against Russia's vaunted force. Uh-huh. They were always saying that it's like... Uh-huh. Damn. Oh, we could have been listening to this the whole time. Okay, well, yeah, let's listen to it. What the hell? Audio is taking its sweet turn. Mm-hmm. 
try this again. Two people in Ukraine still fighting, still bearing witness to the invasion happening in their hometowns. After a night of heavy shelling in and around Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, Serhii Prokpenko, a journalist with Guara Media, described a scene of a decimated university building. Universities at this city center is destroyed, glass is broken, and it's really like... It's disappointing. And in Kyiv, Russian forces continue to advance. Yesterday, five people died after Russia attacked a TV tower there, hitting nearby broadcast facilities. Volodymyr Omelyan is with Ukraine's territorial defense forces in Kyiv. Once Ukraine's infrastructure minister, he volunteered to fight the very day Russia invaded. We reached him earlier this morning in Kyiv. We are fighting, and I would say that fighting furiously. Uh, almost all Ukrainians took armor and uh, machine guns to counter Russians. They didn't expect such a turn in their philosophy. They thought that every Ukrainian will greet them when they try to occupy Ukraine, but they failed. They have a tremendous losses, even exceeding losses in uh, war in Chechnya. But still it's tough because it's like a horde. You kill one, another two come. And definitely we need more weapons, we need more ammo, but we are sure about our success, whatever it takes. Has there been anything about the tactics of Russia's military that has either surprised or confused you and the people you are with uh, right now? Not really, because uh, they were always uh, telling that it's like a second army in the world, but it turned out to be very weak. And we crashed many of their brigades. For example, yesterday uh, near Kharkiv, the best brigade of Russia was totally destroyed by a small uh, Ukrainian group. And like a payback for that, they simply dropped a vacuum bomb on Kharkiv yesterday uh, night and killed many, many civilians. But what they do normally is they cannot occupy a single major city. They simply trying to get inside in small groups to take any building to put a flag of Russia on it and picture it as we took the city, which is fake because uh, it's only number of, of four or five men in Russian uniform declaring something. But still, we see that a lot of tanks are approaching Kyiv, uh, coming from Belarus and from Russia. And definitely their main goal is not to occupy the whole Ukraine, which is not the fact. And only maybe some 5 or 10% of our territory is occupied right now. But to occupy the Kyiv and to say that we control the capital, we put uh, some puppy government and president uh, in place, and now this is Ukraine. We will never accept it. We will fight till the very end. And with the Western support, with United States uh, assistance in military and finance, I believe we will overcome this evil. And as we joke in Ukraine, that the best time right now to get rid of Russia is the whole world. The last time we spoke of Volodymyr, you were very confident that you and Ukraine would win. Wondering how morale is right now and is that confidence still at that high level? Uh, morally, it's the same level. We are 100% sure that we will, uh, we will win. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, definitely, they are trying to uh, spread panic among the civilians, bombing them. But uh, they get different uh, response to such actions. 
people are getting furious and people are ready to kill Russians, even civilians, which never took any kind of gun in their hands. Vladimir, what's the one thing you want uh, Americans to know right now about what's happening in the capital city of Ukraine? First of all, we fight. We will never surrender. Uh, second issue, we are very grateful uh, for your support. It was a great historical moment for us when yesterday European Union uh, accepted our appeal to become a member of European Union, and I hope it will become real very soon. We definitely need some actions from NATO, because it's not normal when military aircrafts in the center of Europe bombing cities and uh, villages and killing civilians and at least we need urgent supply of anti-missile and anti-military uh, air aircraft systems to clear the skies from uh, invasion and we will handle the land occupation easily. That is Volodymyr Omelyan with the Territorial Defense Unit in Kyiv. Volodymyr, stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you. All the best. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That reminded me of that uh, time when uh, the woman I was with for eight years like rented a porno movie and didn't know that it was that it was gay, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was the words I heard like right after when she said, and she thought it was a woman. You know? mm -hmm. And then, like, the woman pulls up her dress and she goes, She has a penis! And then I'm hearing the dude go, That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then I, like, ran out of the room. <laughs> the dude that looked, the one that looked more like a dude was, like, going, That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, one of the websites, like, that I look at for porn, they're always advertising tranny porn. Yeah. Like, it'll be one of their top suggestions, you know, like top ten. You know, one, one of the ones I look for does the same thing, and then they have, like, because you can, you know, they have all different type of stuff, and then you have these, they have these dudes that sound like, that really totally sound like chicks, you know, <laughs> and it's like, and the dude's like saying something, so do you got any, you know, and then as soon as you hear the line, uh, you know, the line's like, so do you have a surprise in your pants? So the, 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 the one that's a chick will go, yeah, I have nine, I have a nine inch cock. And that's like, okay, change the thing, turn that off. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that'll be how it goes, you know, like. I don't. I haven't seen like a gay porno since I was a kid. I'm lucky enough. The only one I've ever seen was that one, and then I ran out. You know, like as soon as the dude's voice said that, I ran out of the room and didn't watch the rest of it. Besides, oh, when my and, mom and when, and when the ham radio station, I was uh, I listened to like there's some dude that kept uh, broadcasting gay porn on the ham radio station, and like. Nope, I can't get turned on by this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, besides, like, the, 
bestiality video that my mom and sister were watching on the computer in Colorado of this dude that ended up dying from getting fucked up the ass by a horse. You know, like, I saw a little bit of it. I was like, y'all made me watch that. Like, I can't believe y'all were watching that. And I know, did, did, they, did, did your mom and your sister jack off together? No, nah, it was on the news. Yeah, okay. On the news? Oh, okay. Well, the news reported it, and then they went and watched it. Yeah, okay. But they didn't jack off while they were watching <laughs> And then uh, let's move on to the next story. A JetBlue pilot was removed from the cockpit and registered 10.17% on a breathalyzer. Oh, yeah. He said cock. <laughs> he said cockpit. <laughs> Indeed, I did. That's one of the that's one of the oldest dirty jokes I remember hearing when I was like ten years old. Is is uh, what does a woman call her pussy? What what do women and and airplane uh, and airplanes have in common? They both have a cockpit. <laughs> Mm. And African students say they're facing discrimination as they try to leave Ukraine. Oh, that sucks. So let's go into this one. Yeah, they don't want to be Ukrainian no more. Mm-hmm. And it's a four-minute listen. Okay. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's listen to this. It's not playing. Okay, well, I guess we won't hear that one. Among the hundreds of thousands of people fleeing Ukraine are many Africans. Fleeing Ukraine are students from Africa, India, and Latin America. One student from India was killed in shelling this morning in the northeastern city. Okay. The buffering? Yeah. It's buffering and we're suffering. <laughs> buffering, suffering, 
patience on muster ring. Okay, now the, I think it's buffering too long. What the hell's wrong with this thing? Mm, I don't know, usually. City of Kharkiv. Amid all this desperation and chaos, some students of color say they've been badly treated, and their governments have complained. But the picture. Motherfucker. Don't forget the father, fuckers. And Latin Damn, America. One student from India was killed in shelling this morning in the northeastern city of Kharkiv. Amid all this desperation and chaos, some students of color say they've been badly treated and their governments have complained. But the picture is complicated because other students say they've been met with kindness. As NPR. Are. Killed in shelling this morning I'll in the. Just read it. <laughs> Uh, among the hundreds of thousands of people fleeing Ukraine are many Africans and South Asians who were studying and working in the country. As they have tried to cross the borders into neighboring countries, some have voiced complaints of discrimination and poor treatment. While others have said they've seen exceptional kindness extended to them. Many students of color said they faced discrimination at the Polish border. Clement Akenboro, an economics student from Nigeria, was already on a train headed to Poland from the Ukrainian city of well, Lviv when he said he was thrown off by security guards on Sunday. They drove Damn. all the black guys from the train, Akinboro told NPR's Tim Mock, adding that the experience made him want to cry following the embarrassment he felt from being targeted. Damn. Freedom, Damn. Freedom Chidera has spent five years studying medicine in Ukraine. The Nigerian said he also faced discrimination while trying to cross into Poland, including insults from border guards. I'm traumatized. I need to relax. I need to detox my mind. I've been through a lot in Polish border. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Nah, he sounds like a snowflake. Well, no, I mean, think about it. Okay, like, Picture you in the same situation. What if you're trying to escape a war-torn country and they're kicking you off of the train because of the color of your skin? You know, that's this pretty fucked up. This dude just says he was insulted by the border guards. Oh, okay, okay. The other guy said he got kicked off. That's fucked oh, up. okay. Okay, okay. So that's the thing. This guy's like, I'm traumatized. I need to relax. I need to detox my mind. Like somebody used words against me. Oh my god! I get you know, like I think that's a lot worse than the vacuum bombs or the or the cluster bombs. I would have rather have been bombed. Yeah. At least that wouldn't have been so personal. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, that's the worst experience in my life. I called my mother. I was crying. I was really crying to her. And this is a he. Nigerian students are not the only ones who have said they face discrimination at the Polish border. Some Indian students have made pleas to their government asking for help leaving Ukraine. They said they faced physical harassment from guards along the border who beat them. Many of the students in Ukraine came there because they saw possibilities to get an education and live with a sense of security around them. But that was shattered when Russian President Vladimir Putin declared war. Nigerian Victor Eshiet, or Eshiet, Eshite. I don't know how to pronounce that. E S H I E T. You say it? I guess. Remembers the either moment. That, either, that, either that or he really smells nasty. <laughs> the moment he realized the war that many had thought might not happen became a reality. He said it was about 5 a.m. when he was studying for his U.S. medical license last week. Then all of a sudden, my table shook. And we went to the window, and you know, when the rocket's trying to move, like, you know, the pressure and everything, I just felt it. I'm like, no. Said, no, no, no. Even as students are forced to leave, many hope to return one day. Mm-hmm. Words spread about the difficulty that people of color had trying to get across the Polish border, and eventually it led to others. It led others to head south and try to seek refuge in Hungary. That's a country where there's not much food. Indeed. Yeah, okay. They are hungry. They used to call Ethiopia. I used to th- think that Ethiopia was hungry. You know, when they had the famines and shit. Hungry? They are hungry. That is why they are called Hungarians. Chioma Udo was attempting to leave Ukraine for a third time when she spoke with NPR. She, as well as other Nigerians, did not have the privilege of visa-free travel 
throughout the European Union countries in the EU are now waiving that requirement. Despite difficulties getting out of the country, Udo said she enjoyed her life and studies in Ukraine and still hopes to return one day. When I was taking, uh, when 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 I was like three year old kid, and they're trying to teach us how to speak German. Three four year old kid, they, they one of the characters in the books was always was called Udo. Udo of Nudo. Udo. <laughs> no, it's like saying Udo noodles. Udo noodle. Just trying to make a shitty pun. Okay. You succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can smell it. Yeah, it smells about the same as that town, uh, that, uh, or that dude's name. It smells about the, that dude's name that they were talking about. <laughs> One of my friends said that this is the last time we're seeing him because he's not coming back to this country, and it's really, really heartbreaking, Udo said. People have built a life here like three years. You meet a lot of people, and this is like people's home. People really love this country. While some students have expressed frustration with their border crossing experience, others spoke of the kindness of the Ukrainians. Francis Chukwura, who was working toward his master's degree in economics, said he had been in, at Lviv's train station and didn't begrudge the Ukrainians who were given priority on trains headed out of the country. Mm-hmm. There's a war in Ukraine. We Africans, we have somewhere to go to, but them, they don't have anywhere to go to. Chukwura. Chuck Wura said, we are humans, you know, sometimes we don't, we have to put ourselves in other people's shoes to understand your situation. Mm-hmm. The Ukrainian government provided Chuk Wura and some fellow Nigerian students with winter coats and shelter at a hotel as they worked to leave the country, he said. Chukwura said his respect for Ukrainians and their country continued to grow as he watched them defend their country against Russia. Western governments should try as much as possible to support Ukraine in any way they can. Because actually, I feel like Ukraine is actually doing this alone, he said. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah. But we need them to so that we don't get involved in this stupid war. And we appreciate we don't their sacrifice. the world like we've been in too many countries since the, especially since the eighties. We appreciate their diligence and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Fight on, Ukrainians! We cannot get into your war any more than we already have. And 
and it's not fair because I was expecting the U.S. to intervene. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, they already kind of are, and luckily not militarily, but by arming them, they're inter- you know we're intervening. So, but maybe they're not intervening. But maybe they're not intervening because it might be a full blown full blown out war. I understand that, but they should try to support in every way. I'd say we should support in whatever way except for arming them or funding their the war. <laughs> and that's the end of the article. Okay. How everyday Russians are feeling the impact from the sanctions. Mm-hmm. With how who's feeling the sanctions? Russian citizens. Okay, yeah, let's go into that. Because that's, that's why I'm so much against the sanctions. That's another thing that we shouldn't be doing, is doing sanctions on Russia. Because again... That's pushing us towards this war and getting us involved in something that should just be between Russia and Ukraine and shouldn't be our problem. And when we do sanctions, it just hurts the Russian people more than it hurts the rich people in Russia. After years of life in a growing, globally connected economy, Russians find themselves in a country increasingly unplugged from the world. Following President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, a sweeping wave of sanctions by the European Union and the U.S. has combined with an exodus of foreign companies and investors, leaving Russia more isolated and economically restricted. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Nike and Apple closed their online stores in Russia. Earlier Tuesday, the world's biggest shipping lines, MSC and Maersk, suspended container shipping to and from Russia. Airplane giants Boeing and Airbus have both stopped supplying parts and support to Russian airlines. Okay. The ruble has fallen as interest rates soar. Mm-hmm. For several days, long lines form near ATMs around Russia as people rush to withdraw cash. But foreign currency and rubles amid fear fears of a breakdown in electronic banking. The value of the ruble has plummeted to a record low, less than one cent. As many people watch their savings erode in Monday's freefall of the Moscow Stock Exchange. The indexes remain closed as of Wednesday. Oh, damn. They are being annihilated financially. Yeah. 
Damn, and Putin's just like pushing forward like a jeep. He's just like, fuck those citizens. <laughs> fuck they well, bank no, accounts. But that's what most countries do. You know, that's what most government leaders do. So that's, you know, what we expect from Putin. Okay. Putin is fuck our Putin. Own. You know, every leader in every country goes, fuck our own people. I want to build an empire. That's what our country does. You know, our president always says, fuck our own people. I don't care how many of them die. I want to build our empire. You know, yeah, but they would have never gotten away with that kind of shit in America. Mm. Like, the fucking know. dollar coming down to being worth one cent. Yeah. No, but I could picture it happening at some point in the future, the way our country is. I could picture us getting involved in some war... With some economic power, and that happening to us, and nobody's going to give a shit about us at that point. That turd would not fly. I think it would. I don't put anything past any fucking government leader in our country. I think anything that any any heavy, you know, dictatorship type state does our country's leaders could do very easily and not have a problem with. People are up in arms about the motherfucking gas prices and inflation. Like, Joe Biden's approval ratings have never been lower. Mm. You know, you know. Yeah, his, his approval ratings are as, as low as, as a, a Dude who sang bass back in the 50s. His approval ratings are as low as his testosterone level. Yeah, yeah. The Russian Central Bank more than doubled its key interest rate to 20% after the U.S. and allies froze much of its foreign reserves. That would normally be used to prop up the ruble. Last week, Moscow Times correspondents reported that Moscow banks and ATMs were no longer dulling out euros and dollars. They remain in short supply. Uh, no, yeah, that's it. Yeah, his approval ratings are as low as uh, as uh, uh, the bass singer in a in a fifties doo wop group. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, his approval ratings are as low as his testicles. Damn. Right on. Yeah, Which those saggy they old be, man they balls. They might be hanging pretty low, you know? I mean, I guess, like... And saggy old man balls, the legend of the saggy old balls. You know, I mean... You know, like, when his balls drop on New Year's Eve, that means he's, he's gonna... That means uh, he's going to be done having sex in about 10 seconds. Thought your balls came up when you were about to cut. Yeah, but no, but his balls are dropping, you know, because he's that old. 
<laughs> so his balls are doing the exact opposite of a normal man's. Yeah, exactly. Kremlin has turned has in turn banned all Russians from transferring foreign currency abroad and ordered exporters to exchange eighty percent of their foreign currency proceeds for rubles. Okay. Russian authorities are also cracking down on public expressions of opposition to what the government continues to call a special operation in Ukraine. Well, that's because everybody that's fighting is is, is uh, retarded. You know. <laughs> okay, how do I aim the hand grenade? No, dude, watch out! You're you're about to blow your hand off. Throw it. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, that hurts. <laughs> Russian authorities. Uh, oh wait. Russian news organizations and even reportedly Russian Wikipedia are facing fines and threats of blockage for the use of the word war in reports about the military crisis. Almost 7,000 people have been arrested at anti-war protests. You gotta tell everybody how retarded our soldiers are. It's a special operation, like Special Olympics. It's not a war, it's a special operation. That's why we hired retarded soldiers. <laughs> retarded soldiers. Global restrictions have affected credit card payments and left Russian tourists stranded abroad. Many people in Russia who work for foreign companies have been anxious about being able to receive pay. Mm-hmm. As the first batch of key Russian banks has been booted from the interbank SWIFT system to target oil and gas profits, a similar anxiety has spread to those outside Russia who receive payments from within the country, for instance, for remote tutoring or freelance work. Okay, so if you're someone who can uh, predict what the oil and gas prices are going to be in the future because you're, you're, uh, you have uh, uh, you know, some kind of psychic ability, then uh, you're not going to get paid? I guess. Okay. Let me see if the recording is still going. 25 seconds left. Okay. Whoa. Okay, so we're in the middle of this one. Okay, um... I feel really stupid about giving this a title because it's just like... It's like still the same title as yesterday, really. It's like the war between Russia and the Ukraine goes on. The Flippy Hippie Returns. 
Yes. Will you? Especially when my middle finger's out. <laughs> Flipping you. Oh, yeah. Alright, welcome back to the Cowcast and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. I don't know, that last article was kind of dragging on. Yeah, but it was good. It was good coverage. I mean, I think it was an important article. I mean, a lot of people are being discriminated against it. And I think it's important. I think they're overblowing something that you should kind of expect from an almost all-white nation. Could be, but it's still like, it's just reminding a lot of people how fucked up uh, the specter of racism is. I lost my place in the article. Okay, well, let's see. We're, we're, okay, we were, they were just talking about, um, the dude was talking about how, uh, he wants the war to, he wants the Ukrainians to be victorious. And I'm trying to remember where we were. Like, I don't know, let's look at it like a paragraph at a time or something like that. And we're, we're beyond the first paragraph. So is, were we in the third paragraph or how many paragraphs? We're right past article? that. Okay, so fourth or fifth paragraph? Past that. Okay, the sixth paragraph. Not sure, but we were pretty far in. Okay, so look for the sixth paragraph then. talking about the Russian Central Bank. Okay, so what about the Russian Central Bank? Oh, that, uh... The sanctions are hitting them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this uh, this is an article on how the sanctions are fucking over the people. How they're fucking over the Russian people. Okay. So, guess, what are they saying about the Central Bank? We already read that. Okay, so what's the par- what's the paragraph after that? Uh, global restrictions have affected credit card payments and left Russian tourists stranded abroad. Damn. So the Russian tourists can't go back to Russia. Can't go back to Mother Russia. Many. Oh, we already read that. Uh, Tens of thousands of Russian tourists were abroad as almost all European countries and Canada banned Russian flights from their airspace. Russian tour operators say the number of tourists outside the country may be over 150,000, with some 27,000 in areas directly affected by the air travel bans. 
Okay. The U.S. has now imposed its own ban, too. Visa and MasterCard have blocked the sanctioned Russian financial institutions from their payment networks. Russian... They're all playing in the band. <laughs> yeah, they're all playing the Biden's tune. Yeah. And he can't sing that good. <laughs> well, he's more of a conductor. Yeah, yeah. And they don't sing. They just wave their little wand around and move their hands. Well, damn it. When, when, when Biden's moving his hands, it could go uh, up a little girl's little skirt. Girl's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sniff some hair. Yeah, hey. Like, ah, oh, you smell so innocent. Yeah, let, let, let me snort a line of your hair there. Let me do some blow off your bald pussy. Hey. hey. I bet he doesn't do that. But... Probably gonna let me blow your bald pussy, though. Yeah, Alex Jones was saying Bernie Sanders likes to do coke. Okay, right on. Russian, but then he also said that uh, Hillary Clinton likes chicks too. Okay, I believe that. There was somebody that worked for uh, Bill Clinton and said like he does. He said. Uh, when he was in the office, he did weed, Vicodin, Coke, and, and Coke together. I wouldn't be surprised. Clinton's a wild guy. Mm, probably. Raped a lot of chicks. Likely he got better pussy than, than Hillary. <laughs> Probably knocked up a black chick. Yeah, right on. Lucky dude. Yeah, that black dude looks like a black Bill Clinton when he was young. Right on. The resemblance is uncanny. Let's hope he can play saxophone like him. Russian authorities say existing payment cards remain operational inside the country, but cannot be used on foreign websites, according to state-owned RIA Novosti News Agency. Car and auto parts makers have also pulled back from Russia, including Swedish-based Volvo, British Jaguar Land Rover, and American Ford. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 
Fashion retailer ASOS has reportedly suspended sales in the country. Okay. International artists and cultural organizations have also imposed their own restrictions. Yeah, no, but that's not like... That's just those people saying they're not going to play Russia. That's not that heavy. I mean, what's really... what's hurt? What hurts the Russian people is, is are the, the sanctions that the government that all the governments of the world are putting on. Disney, Warner Bros., and Paramount are pausing theatrical releases of new films in Russia. Musicians and groups including Franz Ferdinand, Nick Cave, and Green Day pulled out of upcoming concerts in the country. And Nick the, Cave and Green Day are good. To me, I don't know. Franz Ferdinand sucks to me, but... Uh, never heard of Nick Cave or Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand's the band that did the... Uh, uh, what was it? Because uh, it was a real famous hit. It was like a you know, rock hit. It's like, the, I know this could die. I knew this would die. Come on. Take me out. I know I won't be leaving here. I know I I won't be leaving here. I know I won't be leaving here with you. Never heard it. Nick Cave was... Okay. Well, you're lucky. You didn't miss out on that. Nick Cave, you missed out on a lot of, because he was was in a, a really good kind of half punk half prog band called the birthday party and then he went pretty much all prog uh, when he went solo and the canes or k-a-n-n-e-s film festival and no canes film festival maybe who knows and Eurovision Song Contest both rejected Russian delegations from performing this spring. Yeah, that is probably the Cannes Movie Festival. Okay. That's not going to hurt the Russian people as much, so that that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm all for that kind of shit. You know, that's like the musicians that said they wouldn't play Sun City until apartheid ended, you know? (sighs) That's the end of the article. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I think, and that's why I'm against us doing sanctions against Russia, with the exception of the last few things they mentioned, because it's just going to hurt the Russian people more than it's going to hurt the rich people. I mean, outside of, like, when they're, they're holding the, taking the houses away from the rich people and, and stuff, that that's, you know, again, when they're taking stuff away from the oligarchs, that's a cool thing. Um, I don't know, though. I'm thinking, because, like, the house I was living in with, with uh, before I wound up stuck in this place and before I was homeless on the street with uh, Angela and her mom, that house wound up being bought out by uh, some Russians, which... I wonder if uh, any of my tapes and CDs were still there, and uh, they probably could have gotten a bunch of good propaganda shit from that. But uh, I lost all that shit in that house. But uh,
Then we got four more minutes before we move on to Yahoo. Okay, well, let's see what else. Let's see what else NPR has to say. A judge has blocked a Texas investigation of one transgender teen's parents. Okay, why or what the hell is this about? Yeah, what's in this article? A Texas judge on Wednesday blocked the state from investigating the parents of a transgender teenager over gender confirmation treatments, but stopped short of preventing the state from looking into other reports about children receiving similar care. Okay, say that again? A Texas judge Wednesday blocked the state from investigating the parents of a transgender teenager over gender confirmation treatments, but stopped short of preventing the state from looking into other reports about children receiving similar care. Okay, so that's... What is gender confirmation treatments? What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. Me either. I'm looking it up. Okay. Uh, it means a uh, sex change. Okay, so they wouldn't let the kid get a sex change. Well, they wouldn't let them investigate it. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think the, it's the government's job to investigate whether some kid's getting a sex change, but still, like, why would it fucking? I don't know. I mean. And I guess at that age, you can decide whether you want a sex change or not, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a bad thing. If some kid wants to get a, you know, if some nah, kid wants you to gotta get, a get sex permission change, from your parents. Okay, but the kid got permission from his parents to do it, right? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, it's like, you know, who knows, uh, you know, if it was a dude who wanted to become a woman or a woman that wanted to get the adictomy operation or you know, what the hell it was. Or a dude that but wanted okay. to have his insides carved out and his dick shoved up in his stomach. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be weird. Mom, can I have my dick shoved up into my stomach? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, son, you can have your your pelvis carved out. Okay, honey, just be home before before curfew.
be good for the doctor. And when he tells you to count back from 20, you do it like a good little boy. Yeah, just watch out. You know, once once you've got the operation, the uh, the, uh, the doctor might want to might want to see if, if he can have intercourse with you. Yeah, it's pretty freaky getting put under. I had that uh, colonoscopy they had to put me under. Damn. And you let the dude do it? Talk about, talk about a doctor doing something to you. Like, oh yeah, I've been dreaming about this all day. Ooga. Yeah, shoved the camera down my throat and up my ass. Oh, this is my favorite part. Yeah, but I was shitting blood and in a lot of pain, so I was trying to figure out what was going on. Well, let's just say that that that, that doctor's uh, that operating table probably had the doctor's cum on it. Ooga! Yeah, ooga! Oh, look! You'll be waking up with a bloody ass. Tomorrow morning when the operation's over. <laughs> oh, I love getting giving colonoscopies. <laughs> With my penis. Well, you won't know. You're you're under anesthesia, right? You don't know if I shoved the camera in there or what else I shoved in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's friggin' creepy because like you try and fight the shit from putting you under, but then you go under whether you like it or not. I uh, see you're going out under whether you like it or not. <laughs> you ever been anally raped by a doctor with a with a camera up your ass? <laughs> <coughs> the camera's attached to my penis. Ooga. I'm taking pictures of you and me. <laughs> Do you see that white stuff in the camera? That's my splooge. I love this job. <laughs> Probably what he said. Okay. Alright, ready to go to the next article? Just call me Dr. Kinko, and then after that, open up your mouth, and after I can ask, then I'll pull down my pants, and you can open up your mouth and say, ah. <laughs> and relax your throat, and make eye contact. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, I got that from fucking Family Guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Or, I, I, I thought that's where it came. A lot of that was definitely uh, stuff from uh, from uh, uh, who's the one the dude that they used to watch the kids. They used to watch uh, 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 Chris. Yeah, Chris. I don't remember the one that, the one what that... his name was, but he was like, yeah. 
And then, like, whenever he tried to say an S, it would whistle and shit. Yeah, yes. Well, I, don't yeah. I can't whistle it, but... Yeah, no, I can't do it either, but whoever did that, whoever did that impression, I guess Seth MacFarlane did such a good impression with that one. That was funny as hell. Get back, bitch. That's my man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways, uh, what, what else is... Uh... Okay, should we go to the next article? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's too funny. Here's what experts say Biden gets right in his new mental health plan. No, I'm not buying that. No, Biden isn't getting nothing right in that. That was one of the things that got me the most angry in his speech. Is uh, Break it down. Is uh, this is, you know, putting another group of people in another kind of jail. You know, and, and this is like, Oh, we gotta see if if you have mental health problems or not. It's like you know, it's another it's another way that if you're seeing the world as the disease that it is, you know, because the world around us is a disease. That oh, that's another reason to lock you up somewhere. You know, that's the world is an illusion, or as the Japanese would say, genjutsu. What does that mean? Illusion. No, I'm not saying it's an illusion. I'm saying it's a disease. I mean, I'm saying that's why we shouldn't want our mental wounds to heal. That's why we should uh, want to stay mentally ill and, and, and you know suffer from the disease that the world around us is, because that's what makes us human. Ill? I like ladies. What? <laughs> it's a tech now song. He's like, ew. I like ladies. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that has anything to do with mental health and shit. You said they should stay ill. Yeah, no. What does that have to do with liking ladies? <laughs> like, he's like crazy. He's ill for women. It's like a metal song. You'd have to hear it. Okay, well, I mean, I'm ill because I'm in a world where, you know, they don't want to fuck me and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off about it and, and uh, I should be pissed off about it. I should have no compassion for them and, and, and wish for brutal, agonizing harm to come to them or have no empathy for them. I should have said not apathy. I should have no empathy for them and uh, want brutal, agonizing harm to come to them. Oh, this is the song I was talking about. Yeah, okay. Dedicated 
to the opposite sex. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I want some more of it. She was looking like she was famished, and I'm the one with the cooking. I'm having fantasies right away of me pushing and bouncing her lovely cushions. I want that wonderful nookie. Made my way across the dance floor and so made it to her table. Get my hand, those cam goes out. I'm slight crazy, but bright, baby. Tonight, say we do it right. Maybe she said, Yeah, that's the song. Okay. No, it's nothing. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> He's all for tricks. <laughs> but I mean, I think what 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 Biden wants to do is make it easier uh, for people to be put into mental institutions uh, when they should be able to be free and crazy. So I'm totally against that, but. Uh, I don't know what what are what are these people saying? Enforce counseling on people, enforce all this crap on people that they shouldn't have to do. Uh, this will be the last article, and then we move to Yahoo. Okay. Okay. Let's try to listen to it. ...city of Kharkiv. Amid all this desperation and chaos, some students of color say they've been badly treated, and their governments have complained. But the picture is complicated. Okay, well, the mental health crisis is escalating in the U.S. So when President... Okay, was this it? Yeah. Okay. So when President Biden spoke specifically about children's mental health and the need to expand services for all Americans struggling with mental illness in the State of the Union address last night, mental health advocates took notice. Here to talk more about the White House's plan is NPR health correspondent Ritu Chatterjee. Hey, Ritu. Hey, Ari. So what are advocates excited about uh, from what they heard last night? Well, you know, they're excited uh, mainly because this is the first time in really decades that the White House has prioritized mental health and is taking leadership in addressing uh, the problem. Here's Dr. Tammy Benton. She heads the psychiatry department at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. This is the first time that I've ever seen this level of interest and investment on a national level um, in mental health, specifically children's mental health. And she said this is timely because the pandemic has really exacerbated um, the mental health crisis, especially for kids. Um, And it's been brewing for years before. So what are some specifics of the Biden plan? Well, first of all, it's a multi-pronged and comprehensive plan. It includes uh, proposals uh, for funding um, increase, policy changes, regulations. For example, Dr. Benton pointed out that the president um, uh, talked about addressing the effects of social media on kids. 
there are many benefits to social media, but one of the things that we know for sure is that for adolescents who are at risk anyway, social media can have significantly damaging effects. And the White House is asking Congress to ban excessive data collection and targeted online advertising for children and young people. And then Dr. Benton said she was also glad to see a commitment to making sure that kids and families get access to mental health services when and where they need it. So, for example, the CARES Act and the American Rescue Act have already given schools money to hire more mental health professionals so that schools can do more to address students' mental health needs. And the president is proposing another $1 billion in the 2023 budget to help schools hire more providers. <clears throat> and in fact, last night, the president talked about improving access to mental health services for everybody. And let's get all Americans the mental health services they need. More people can turn for help and full parity between physical and mental health care if we treat it that way in our insurance. What would full parity between physical and mental health care and insurance really look like? So, Ari, you know, we have a mental health parity law that requires insurers to have the same sort of services and benefits for both mental and physical health. So, for example, insurance plans aren't uh, plans aren't allowed to uh, allowed to require pre-authorizations for mental health or have fewer number of providers in their networks uh, compared to physical health. But that's not the reality on the ground. The law is poorly enforced and the president wants to um, change that. He's proposing um, that insurance companies be required to cover at least three visits annually without copay. I spoke with Dr. Tom Insel. Uh, he's the former director of the National Institute of Mental Health about this. That's a pretty big step forward. We haven't seen anything like that uh, in a previous proposal. As promising as all that sounds, what are the chances that Congress supports it? So I asked Dr. Insel the same question, and here's what he told me. If you had asked me about Congress five years ago, ten years ago, I would say there were points of light, but no real energy for this topic. But now, he says, there's a lot of bipartisan interest and congressional support that's been building for a few years, actually. So he's hopeful we will be seeing some real changes. NPR's Ritu Chatterjee, thank you. Thank you, Ari. I don't know. I just, especially in the schools, I just worry that it's, you know, the, the education system trying to get people to cope with things that we shouldn't have to be coping with in the first place and winning a bunch of uh, distracted robots who are what they consider mentally healthy and uh, uh, to force monitoring of people and, and all this kind of thing, which really, in, in my opinion, shouldn't be happening. And I believe nobody should be monitored by mental health uh, professionals. Anyway, uh, so I guess what we're going to do, go to Yahoo now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Trump on Russia. Now he's backtracking. They have to stop killing these people. 
Okay. Okay, well, at least he's backtracking on it. But, okay. I mean, he's, you know, doing what the, the big corporations, saying what the big corporations want him to say. The big corporations want this war between the... Uh, they want our our country our country's military to arm uh, the uh, Ukrainians in their fight against Russia. So you know the the corporations tell Trump what to say, and and he's you can tell Biden what to say, and, and both of them say what the corporations want him to say, or what the uh, yeah multinational corporations want him to say. Yep, Trump is towing the party line now. Yeah. Is that uh, what else is in the article? You there? Yeah. Okay. Trump calls the Russian invasion a holocaust, urged Russia to stop fighting. I guess in this one we can find out how much a holocaust. A lot of money, a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of uh, death, and all that kind of thing. Well, a lot virtual. of lives not there no more. Well, it's virtual reality, so only fake people are dying. It's not virtual reality; it's real people dying. What are you talking about? Holocaust. Oh, okay, I got it. Okay, good one, good one. Yeah, I can see how uh, how you could look at it that way. Then the drama is not as bad when when they're all holograms. And it could be, for all we know, all the shit we're seeing on TV could be holograms because none of us are going to go there. But okay, now it, it probably is real. <laughs> yeah, those. Fucking helicopters raining down, machine gun fire. Could be Hollywood special effects. Probably not, though. Yeah. Former President Trump called the Russian invasion into Ukraine a holocaust. A large shift in tone since last week when the former president praised Russian President Vladimir Putin. Trump's remarks came during a Wednesday interview with Fox Business. Praise the name of Putin. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, that was, that was what he said before. Praise Vladimir. <laughs> okay. Trump suggested a deal could be worked out to end the conflict. His remarks were part of a wide-ranging interview which included criticism of the Biden administration's handling of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, which served as the opening note to President Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday night. You know, I mean, I heard the, Rep- I heard the Republican senator from Iowa saying that, well, it was too late, and they should have done this earlier, and blah, 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 and it's like... 
this is ridiculous. Like, you're both full of crap. Like, Biden's full of crap for winning the war, and, and so is the Republican uh, senator for winning the war. Like, like you, you both want the war really bad, and that makes me go, there's something screwed up there. If you guys want the war to happen that bad and want the funding of the war to happen and, and the sanctions and all that to happen that bad, that's just, it's just both like Russia's empire building and the U.S. is also using it for, you know, keeping their empire going. Anyway, what else is in the article? After Trump said that something could be done with Russia right now, Bartiromo asked him, what's the solution? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to work out a deal. They have to stop killing these people, Trump answered. They're killing all of these people, and they have to stop it, and they have to stop it now. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else is in the article? Hit the wrong button. Uh -oh, what button did you hit? Went to another story, but I'm back. Okay, the recording's still going. It was on the other phone. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got 23 minutes left in the segment. Keep going. But they don't respect the United States, and the United States is like, I don't know. They're not doing anything about it. This is a holocaust. This is a horrible thing that's happening. You're witnessing and you're seeing it on television, right? Every night. Trump has repeatedly put out statements saying the conflict would never have happened if he was still president. Okay, I doubt that. I think that you can always say, oh, if I was president, it wouldn't be that way. But no, I think no matter who's president, this shit would happen because if the big corporations want it to happen, then it's going to keep happening. If the Russian oligarchs want it to happen, it'll happen. And if the, the, the big European and Canadian and, and American corporations want uh, Ukraine to be armed and funded and the sanctions to happen, it's going to happen. So that's both the, the oligarchs in Russia and the U.S. corporations want this stuff to happen. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. Anyway, what else in the article? Uh, the former president has often complimented Putin and held a widely criticized summit with the Russian leader in Helsinki during his presidency where he said the believed Russian, well, Russia had not interfered in U.S. elections. Okay. 
Just last week, Trump praised Putin as smart and pretty savvy from for recognizing two breakaway regions in Ukraine as independent, okay. a precursor to the invasion. Okay, well, I think he was smart. I mean, I, you know, that's if you're if most dictators are smart in the way they do things. You can't say they're stupid. You know, they're when you work people that want to build empires usually are intelligent people that know how to screw over the people of their own countries. What else is in the uh, article? Trump also won the conservative political action conference straw poll for president last weekend amid the Russian invasion, underscoring his status as the favorite to win his party's presidential nomination for 2024. I don't know. I still think in reality, I don't think it's good for him to win. I think the best person the Republicans could have to win that would be Ron DeSantis, really. Same here. What else is in the article? (sighs) During the interview, Trump hesitated to say whether he believed Ukraine should be afforded membership into NATO, saying it is a decision that's going to have to be made. Wait, what, what did you say? Uh, on whether NATO should or should not be allowing Ukraine in. Well, definitely NATO should allow the Ukraine in, whether Trump thinks they should or not. They should be allowed, NATO should let the Ukraine in. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on Tuesday called for his country to be admitted. Right now, it would be a lot easier to say yes than it would have been six months ago, Trump said, of the possibility. I don't know. I mean, I think it should have been easy to say yes the whole time Ukraine wanted to join NATO. Trump also lauded Zelensky regarding his 2019 phone call with the Ukrainian leader during his interview with Marta Romo, saying he was very impressed by him. Okay. Trump was referring to a phone call that helped launch, well, helped launched lawmakers' first impeachment inquiry against the former president. Yeah, and I remember in hearing which, the transcript of that phone call on the radio. You know, what what's the article saying? In which transcripts of the call showed him asking Zelensky if damaging material on Biden and his son Hunter Biden could be dug up. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the article.
Okay. So, okay, uh, Trump is now saying the corporate line again, like usual. So, okay. What else is new? Nothing. Exactly, nothing new. So, let's go to the next article. Actually, I'm going to pass out. Okay, so I guess, uh, what, should we end this, or? Yeah, because I can barely stay awake. Okay, well, tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. Yeah, we'll do an hour and 15 minutes of Yahoo tomorrow. Okay, sounds cool. Alright, peace, oot. Peace, Canadians. <laughs>